A shocking two-minute video emerged recently showing a Phoenix mother repeatedly kicking and hitting her daughter while her boyfriend recorded it and gave instructions. The video outraged the local community who demanded action from the police or they were going to take matters into their own hands. The mother in the video went into hiding after she was arrested and given bail. Her boyfriend asked for his bail to be revoked after a community seemingly tired of the lack of action against child abuse in Phoenix where the incident took place set fire to his car. For the first time since the incident, the mother speaks out about what happened that day. She alleges that she hit the child only because she was instructed to by her abusive boyfriend who also threatened to kill her. We cannot name the mother in the interest of protecting the child's identity. He told me you will discipline the child and you will hit her. And if you don't hit her, I'll kill both of you in the house. She already had caught so much of hiding from because her legs are already getting swollen. She's four and he's compared to, he's like maybe three, four times the size of me. And I know the pain because when he hits me, I can't even move. And she's four. Imagine what her body's going through. So knowing the kind of pain that he inflicted on you and knowing what that felt like, you still hit your child. I had no choice but to hit her. What was going through your mind while you were hitting your child? Honestly, I felt like just killing myself because she, she, she's all I, that I have in my life. Knowing that I can either save our life or just leave it and let continue hitting us and killing us. What was going to happen? The child suffered severe injuries to her body, including damage to her head and legs. Alvin Bridgelal is the head of Voice, the victim outreach centre in Phoenix. He was the one who laid the initial charges against the mother and her boyfriend. When I saw her, it was more shocking. What did you see? The baby's both legs were bandaged from the top to the bottom. It was swollen like three times the size. There was marks on her face and her body. Well, the machines were around her and um, there was lumps on her head and um, she was in lots and lots of pain. In that video, we don't just see you hitting her once or twice. We see you kicking her. We see you hitting her quite badly. I, I did, you know, when she was on the floor, I like just kicked her to make it seem like, you know, she's getting hiding. And before that, I, and I'm, I don't know what else to do because I know if, if I don't hit her, what he's going to wake up and do. And then I just stopped and I saw him with his phone and I asked him, what are you doing? Are you recording this? He tells me, yes, and he puts the phone down. He says, so if I do anything in the future, if anything happens to you, I'm going to say you did it. A recent UCT and World Vision study has revealed that South Africa's child protection services are in crisis. In KZN and the Eastern Cape, the worst provinces for abuse, only 19% of cases are referred to the police by social services. Phoenix and surrounds south of Durban have the highest number of child abuse cases in KZN and the second highest in South Africa. KZN is on the top three in the country. Uh, it, it, it's constant. We have these cases all the time. We were thinking, hoping that, you know, we'll be able to drop down these type of cases. So if there are so many players in this, right, right from the community to the police, to social work, to yourself as an organization, to the crisis center, the hospitals. So everybody knows that this number is alarmingly high. Yes. Why is it remaining so high? We had that type of uh, crisis 
where people felt um, we come into the station, we're going to report it, and all they're doing is making a mockery of us. There were some dedicated officers that, of course, will take it very serious and act on it. Then we had a crisis center that government gave, that the politicians were sitting back, that the councillors were sitting back and not caring. You can come and sit in meetings, have your lunch, and go back home. But if nothing fruitful, there's no action taking place, then you, 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 have, you actually failed in your duty. You failed in your job. And you should be ashamed of collecting taxpayers' money. Mm. Same with the hospital. We have a crisis center, which is a prefab building that has been used. And knowingly that Mahatma Gandhi Hospital, the crisis center, was seen many, many cases. So when I got to know the district surgeon of that place, we sat and I said, is this all you have? And he says, yes, I have to share a room. And when I'm treating a rape victim, there's a nurse that will knock at the door and say, Doctor, sorry, we have to get something from the room. Tomorrow we talk to Alvin Bridgelal from the Victim Outreach Centre and find out why social services refuse their right to reply. Listen in at 8.40.